This is PBF Public Radio, Radio Free America. This is episode number 83. I hadn't done an episode since Friday. I wanted to get something out to you guys. And I'll forewarn you. My modem died yesterday. It was moving slowly. Rebooted it and never came back. So I guess that's why it was moving slowly. Something died inside. These things happen. However, because of that, I have had to switch my operation. So as of today, well, hopefully just for today, excuse me, this podcast will only be done through my phone. It's going to be a bit of a challenge because normally what I have are three computers, well, three monitors, excuse me, two computers and one monitor attached to one of the computer, one of the computers to allow me to bring you my perception of the news. So today, guess what I have? My phone. And to add insult to injury, of course, the network's not always perfect here in uh, where I moved and explained to people. So we'll see where this goes. I just spent a while trying to get some intro and outro music set up on the phone just in case something like this does happen again. But we will see how this comes together. So what do we have that happened this weekend? So New York's Governor Cuomo, who is responsible for the most deaths that CNN and all the other networks are running cover for, as usual, the cathedral does that. You guys know what the cathedral is, right? That's the holy, or should I say really unholy alliance we have of our media, our education system. And when I say media, I'm talking mass media, I'm talking social media, I'm talking every piece of that, as well as the DNC and the people on the left that join together. And I guess we should just say the national security complex now too as well, right? Since they, since 2016, have jumped on board. Well, they've been running cover for New York's Governor Cuomo, who has the highest number of deaths. Why does he have the highest number of deaths? Well, he, like governors of New York, New York, no, let's say New Jersey. See, I'm running off of my brain here and it's not a good brain sometimes 
but we will power through. So, New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan. They all decided that they were going to put folks COVID positive back into nursing homes. And guess what happened? People died. But of course, we're going to hear a cacophony of people saying that, oh, orange man bad. Big bad orange man didn't handle this properly. And why are they saying that? Because the media says that. The cathedral says that. That is what comes down on high. And you must buy into it. So if you're watching all these networks that are controlled media, they're telling you that. I've seen people in the comments saying that. Oh, you should just accept that Trump didn't handle COVID properly. So this is why there were so many deaths. Yeah. Not in these states that have the highest death total, where people were intentionally put into nursing homes, where people were most vulnerable to the virus. Got it? Okay. Anyway, so good old Cuomo, buddy. Good old Andy. He's got his panties in a twist because Trump said the federal government is not going to be sending Pfizer vaccine to New York State. And of course... Trump's going to kill New Yorkers, right? But basically, on Friday, the administration held a press conference announcing a possible timeline and distribution plan for the vaccine. It was developed under a public-private partnership, Operation Warp Speed. Pfizer, the vaccine's creator, turned around. <laughs> of course, you know, they announced their vaccine after the election, magically, um, that they tried to tell the public that the vaccine was not part of Operation Warp Speed, which really is a lie. And if it's not a lie, then I guess cough that $2 billion up the taxpayers gave you to develop the product and wait the 10 years for federal approval. You see how Operation Warp Speed worked? Billions of dollars were invested into vaccine companies. And part of that, billions of dollars also, well, part of the whole Operation Warp Speed included fast federal approval. So to say it's not is a lie. Now, 20 million people could be getting the vaccine in December. And that's the from Mansouf Slawi. I, I don't even know, guys. I'm really sorry. I try to, you know, nail these names, but S L A O U I Slawi. Let's let's give it the French intonation, Mansef, because I know you listen to us. So you go ahead and you hit me up and you let me know. So co-lead of Operation Warp Speed, but not. Okay, so 20 million people could be vaccinated, but not New York State, because Governor Cuomo previously made a big scene about refusing to allow a Trump vaccine to be distributed to his state's residents. So it's like, it, what happened was, 
Cuomo just said, oh, we're not, you know, held big press conferences. That wouldn't be safe. The guy that put old people positive with coronavirus into elderly care facilities was going to say that he couldn't trust anything come from the Trump administration because Trump is mixing the vaccine somewhere in his cauldron that in the West Wing. Or maybe it's just Trump derangement syndrome. But it'll pay off because the cathedral's going to amplify it. Trump explained during the press conference that the administration's not going to waste vaccines in New York while Cuomo's experts decide if it's okay to administer. We cannot waste time and can only give to those states that will use the vaccine immediately, Trump tweeted. And then good old Governor Cuomo was displeased. He was displeased that the taxpayer underwritten vaccine would not be wasted because he virtue signaled and said he was going to protect his people. I tell you today, if the Trump administration does not change this plan and does not provide an equitable vaccine process, equitable, it's no longer equal. Remember, equitable. Equal is uh, access to. Equitable is the results thereof, you know, communism. We will bring legal action to protect New Yorkers, the governor said. The media is already souring. You know, they're, they're going to say a mostly compliant public about the warn about the vaccine side effects. And <laughs> I, I can only say I, I suspect this will last for a specific site time frame. NBC let us know that scientists anticipate that the shots will cause innervating flu-like side effects, including sore arms, muscle aches, and fever that could last days and temporary sideline people from work or school. And even if a vaccine proves 90% effective, the rate Pfizer touted for the product, one in 10 recipients will still be vulnerable. That means at least in the short term, as population level immunity grows, people can, can't, people can't stop social distancing and throw away their masks. Not for the Great Reset or anything like that, right? So thank you, NBC, for that. Now, this is something that's interesting. I don't know how many of you caught this, but there was a story that resurfaced after the election, or I guess it just surfaced after the election. And it revealed that Joe Biden's cancer charity gave no money to cancer research. <laughs> I have to laugh because it's absurd, right? They didn't give money to cancer research, but they gave money to fat salaries. But that's the DC business model. And according to the Dominion tabulated election results, that's what people voted for. The 
Washington Beacon reported on Thursday that the Biden Cancer Initiative directed 65% of its total expenditures to staff compensation between 2017 and 2018. Overall, the group raised $4.8 million during those two years, spending slightly more than $3 million on salaries and benefits for its employees. That is well above the 25% charity watchdogs recommend nonprofits spend on administrative overhead and fundraising costs combined, the outlet reported, noting that Biden's nonprofit did not cut a single grant to any other group or foundation during its two-year run. Finally, there was the MAGA March this weekend. It was called Million MAGA March, but, you know, the cathedral let us know that maybe 12 people showed up or something like that. Now, a lot of people were there. I don't know the official numbers. I don't really care. I saw videos, but other people besides Trump supporters were there. Guess who? Our friends in Blam Tifa, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter. They were in smaller numbers because they couldn't occupy areas of the streets. But once it turned dark, they started beating people up and throwing incendiary devices at the president's supporters. And again, the cathedral did not cover the vet. They did mention delusional cult members of MAGA Trump showed up in D.C. to support the president. It is unsurprising, right? Now, you got to bear with me one second here because I had something... I apologize. It's it's kind of hard to just operate off of a phone. But I talked about the incendiary devices. And, hmm. Well, there was, the person who was throwing the incendiary devices did it in a number of different places. And there was an article that I had from the New York Post that um, had, I apologize, this is not exactly the way that I want to do this, but I've only got this way to do it right now. Here we go. All right, police arrest DC man in firework attack after Million Maga Mart. A, a man was arrested for allegedly hurling fireworks at people in the aftermath of the Million MAGA March in Washington, D.C., police said Sunday. JV and Michael Dawson, 26, was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon for Saturday's attack on the 1600 block of K Street, not far from the White House. Video has shown counter-protesters throwing debris and then fireworks at a small group of Trump supporters sitting outside P.J. Clark's restaurant in the area after the rally. They also 
they also uh, began chanting in people's faces about, you know, Black Lives Matter, better hold up your fist. Police said that around 5.40 p.m. on Saturday, Dawson discharged commercial-grade firework at several victims at the listed location. He then fled, but was, re was nabbed by responding officers. Dawson was one of at least 21 people arrested during the unrest. And, I mean, we saw people get knocked out. Then Proud Boys and MAGA people showed up and started going after these Blamtifa types in groups. I don't know how many of you saw this. Unsurprisingly, Governor Whitmer announced new restrictions in Michigan. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer announced new restrictions Sunday evening meant to combat the worsening coronavirus pandemic. The restrictions, which begin Wednesday and extend through the end of the no November, included closing the high schools, colleges, indoor dining, casinos, movie theaters, Whitmer said in a press conference. So while college students and high school students are the least likely to suffer from this, they're the ones who will, well, to suffer from the virus, they will suffer from the close downs. Whitmer said the state had smashed the curve through measures early in the pandemic, but the winter months could be more difficult. As hard as those first months were for our state, these next few are going to be even harder. <laughs> so, where science has proven places like Peru that instilled very high shutdowns, all of these blue states are going to high shutdowns. Again, they're shutting everything down. And not only that, they're basically they're going to do it again and they're going to make it worse. They're going to tell you you can't celebrate Christmas, you can't celebrate Thanksgiving with your family. The isolation that is caused by not being able to spend time with friends and family and other leads to suicide, increased drug use, increased alcohol use. Somehow, this is going to be reinstated and it's gonna do damage to business while big business is able to get stronger. New Mexico, North Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, and more. Even Chicago's Lori Lightfoot issued a stay-at-home order. But, again, we're going to be told that because Trump didn't shut down the whole country, Orange Man bad. All right, folks. Thanks for checking out this little bit longer. Thanks for checking out 
the PBF Public Radio episode number 83, Done From My Phone. I'll talk with you guys again soon.